I want you to go to bed and then wake up the next morning with the intention that today is going to be a ta-da day. Welcome to the Chelsea Pearson Podcast. I'm Chelsea, a wife, mom of two toddlers, a life and business coach, a network marketing professional with over a decade of experience in social sales and personal growth, and a long-form girl living in an Instagram story world. I am not going to limit myself to 140 characters any longer. So run, drive, work, clean your house, organize your closet. Let's get into it. Good morning. Okay, I had this really cool idea. Today we're going to be talking about time management and this one tool that I love called making a ta-da list. Ta-da! I, every time I sing it, I feel so silly, but really it's like it feels feels so good to work this way and be onto yourself and your habits and what you're subconsciously doing, unintentionally doing, intentionally doing throughout the day so that you can get a baseline for what actually goes into all the things that are happening in your life so you can start to manage your time better, group activities and schedule them in certain places, eliminate some altogether, do more of them in certain activities in more opportune pockets because it makes you feel a certain way or it builds confidence and momentum. And then all of a sudden you're on top of the world and you're crushing it at work or you're just a better version of yourself for the people that you love. So I wanted to treat today's episode kind of like a vlog because I do this exercise all the time. When I have demands change at work or the season of my life warrants switching things around, I consistently have to reassess, okay, what am I doing? Are these the most important things? Are these the things that are going to help me reach my focus this quarter or this year? I'm always realigning with the goals that I have set in my personal and my professional life and So if you feel like you're always switching things up or you don't want to tether yourself to a schedule or a structure because you like the feeling of freedom or you don't know what your day is going to look like every single day so it feels like it's this impossible task, just know, one, if, if I can do it, you can do it because I am notoriously somebody who really likes to work in flow state and just follow my intuition and my instincts and work creatively and see what happens. And while that does create some amazing work and results, it's also backfired. And I've looked at the last decade of my work in my life. And if I had just really focused on a little bit more discipline with follow through or finishing what I start or only starting the things that I can sustain and being incredibly strategic about repeating those behaviors while still being flexible, I know I'd be a thousand miles ahead of where I am today. And I don't say that to wish any different because I've learned along the course of my life that if all of the cringy, frustrating, annoying, embarrassing things about myself didn't happen, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have the relationships I have. I wouldn't have the experience that I have. And when when I get muddy and I get dirty in the trenches with you guys, 
I'm speaking from a place of feeling the overwhelm and feeling the shame and looking back with regret and then deciding, you know, is that, are those emotions serving me? Are they helping me to move forward and do better? And almost always those emotions do not make me feel that way. But then I look out and I have conversations with you and I work with my clients and I talk to the partners on my team and they're feeling it too. And I look them in the eyes and have this conversation about what went wrong or how they feel so overwhelmed or stressed because they feel like they're not doing enough or doing it right. Or they look back with regret all the things that they let drop because life got so crazy. And I look at you and I look at them and I see a human being doing their best with so many wins and so many strengths and so many beautiful things and untapped potential. And there's not one part of me that wants to look at you and say, you really blew it (laughs) or you could have been so much further. What's wrong with you? And that's been a practice for me to be kinder to myself. So I'm required. I'm not even going to ask you nicely. I'm going to require that you talk to yourself the way that you would talk to someone that you love because the goal is to love yourself. The goal is to show yourself love. The goal is to fill your cup and treat yourself with the love and respect that you would want other people to treat you with, that you would offer to other people. And when you give yourself that, the world opens up and everything feels a little bit softer and you command respect and you command love and you command a level of self-esteem that really unlocks the things that I know that you may be afraid to say that you want to accomplish in your life, but it unlocks that level of yourself who is capable of doing those things. So my voice is a little bit gravelly because it's early and I wanted to wake up this morning and walk you through what a tada exercise looks like. First and foremost, a tada list is simply writing down the things that you do after you do it. So a to-do list is making a list of all the things you'd like to accomplish or have to accomplish, and then a tada list is writing it down after you do it. I already regret, P.S., this early morning voice, I have something called misophonia. Many of you probably have it as well, or you don't realize you have it, but it's an extreme sensitivity to certain sounds. Like if I hear a podcaster sip water or like a beer pour or someone slurp their coffee, it creates a rage, an instant rage inside my body that would make me punch a wall. Obviously I don't, but For my entire life, I felt so crazy that this little tiny sound would induce such an anger so instantly in my body. So already I'm like thinking about your ears and the way this sounds. And if you ever, if you ever hear unwanted sounds in this microphone, you tell me right away because I don't want that for me and I don't want that for you. So back to the to-do list and the to-da list. Let me offer an analogy so that time management can feel a little bit more familiar to you. When I work with my clients uh, and when I look at my own meal planning when it comes to nutrition, there are some people that are ready to do a complete overhaul. There are some people who say, I just need to know exactly what to eat and I'll eat it 
and I'll measure it out, all the chicken, all the sweet potatoes, all the broccoli. Some people just, they, they love structure and they can take everything that is currently on their proverbial plate and throw it out the window and follow a plan. That's a very small percentage of people, in my opinion, and that's not what's required in order to have meaningful changes when it comes to your fitness and your nutrition, your weight loss, your health. And I believe in realistic changes. I believe in making small tweaks that compound over time and that fit into your lifestyle so that you are choosing the things that are healthiest for you so that you can show up and be eating the things you love, moving the way that you love, on the schedule that you love. And all of those different variables are different for each person. And I think that's why so many people struggle with sticking to a plan is they haven't figured out what their plan looks like. And that's something that I I really truly love to help people figure out and unlock. And it doesn't take a ton of effort. What it takes is slowing down enough to assess what are you currently consuming? What are your current habits look like? And how can we add one or two things or take away one or two things a week at a time so that we start to build this new habit or remove that habit from your identity and your routine so that you can start to have a one degree shift in the direction toward the results that you want to create. So for example, I'll say to somebody that I'm working with, okay, I want you to write down all the things that you eat for three days, a food diary. That's just a to-da list through the lens of consuming food and drink and condiments and supplements. Like just tell me, tell me where you're starting so that I can start to identify, okay, you could cut this or you could add this or you could substitute this or wow, you're not drinking any water. Let's focus on this. But in order for me to identify the changes that can be the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit that will lead toward immediate realistic results that get clients excited and then momentum starts going and then they they make that a part of their routine to eliminate that condiment or substitute you know this one carb for another carb or just simply track their protein or increase their water intake or go to sleep a little bit earlier in order for me to make a recommendation that is realistic for them and that will serve them is I need to understand what currently is and what is the baseline? What What is happening right now? So when it comes to time management, we can use this exact same strategy. And I've had a decade of experience in helping particularly women get started with a side hustle or their first experience starting their own business and selling on social media and what may seem obvious to you, but I want to share just for clarity's sake is that when you are working a full-time job or you're a full-time caregiver or you have multiple jobs or you're in school or you're juggling all these different elements of your life, you are already filling up 24 hours of your day with sleep and a commute and 
the work that you do, the people that you care for, the habits that you have in order just for basic hygiene and managing your bills and hopefully staying connected with friends and maybe fitting in some time for fun and for leisure. And that's that's where most people start and that's where I started. And so the expectation that now that I'm pursuing this other thing, that somehow I'm going to fit this massive to-do list into my day is possible. And there are a rare few people that say, I'm going to burn the midnight oil and I'm going to wake up two hours earlier and I'm going to figure it out. And they're very motivated, but they're also, they intuitively and instinctively know I have these responsibilities that I have to manage. I have Maybe I have to figure out how I can repurpose and refine the things that I'm currently doing so that I do have more space during the daylight hours or my normal hours. But then I also need to make sacrifices when it comes to sleep or Netflix or even things that don't necessarily feel like they're rest. Like maybe you don't need to organize your closet before you start working on your business if your ultimate goal is getting to a place where you're getting out of debt. So what we want to do, regardless of where you're starting from and where you want to go, you may be somebody who knows they need an extra stream of income. And so you're studying for something or you're back to school or you're getting a certification or you have started a network marketing business or affiliate marketing or you are starting a podcast. That may be the current circumstances that you're in. You may also be a new mom or a mom of a new baby and already have kids and also have a work from home job or you're caring for an elderly parent or a sibling or you are, there's something on your plate that has shifted and it's not necessarily a business or something that is going to have financial returns. The bottom line is that we have a baseline of activities that we're currently executing and we have them on our plate. And right now it feels like maybe this is hard enough to manage. And then life or choice throws all these extra tasks onto your plate and you say to yourself, I don't know how I'm going to do it all. I don't want to drop the ball. I'm already spinning plates and hearing glass shatter. How do I do it? How do I fit it all in? How do I make it happen? We need to assess what you're currently doing. So you're listening to this episode, decide tomorrow or a week from now. It doesn't have to be immediately but I want you to go to bed and then wake up the next morning with the intention that today is going to be a ta-da day. If you have an Apple Watch, incredibly helpful. If you have an iPhone, incredibly helpful. That's really the only tool that you need. And if you have neither or you need multiple tools in order to time track yourself and note how long everything's taking, you can always use a paper and a pen. But the timer app is so helpful. I actually also have something on my desktop called Good Stopwatch. I have a Mac. And it allows me to track my time when I am starting a new task. Now, this is a very humbling experience because what you're going to notice And you may have ADHD or ADD or just simply have 
this unintentional habit of task switching back and forth. And we always, you know, joke the meme, I have a hundred tabs open in my brain and a hundred tabs open on my, my desktop. But this is going to require a level of discipline that isn't hard. It's simply going to require you slowing down and observing the way that you're operating. When you wake up, you're going to notice that you're probably going to reach for your phone and then you're going to see the clutter in the bedroom and then you're going to walk out to the kitchen and probably want to start shuffling things around or realizing, oh, I have to do this thing or, oh my gosh, I forgot to do that. All of that stuff is bouncing around in your brain and I truly believe and know from experience that is why we are so overwhelmed and exhausted. Now, if it's a permission slip or it's a credit card bill that you have to pay, I want you to write down pay credit card bill and I want you to open up your phone or use your watch and time how long it takes. Just like a food diary, open up a note on your phone and I want you to write out 815, pay mortgage or sign permission slip, open up your phone open up the timer app, time how long that one activity takes without switching, and then write down how long that takes. It's probably going to take you two minutes, most, depending on how strong your Wi-Fi is. You may realize that you don't have your password and your username in a central location, so that may take longer. So when you go to that next step of looking for the exact password for paying my mortgage or paying that credit card bill, you need to write down, look for my password and then time yourself and see how long it takes for you to look for your password. If all that you can handle is 30 minutes of this, 10 minutes of this, an hour of this, depending on what's on, on your plate currently, this is still absolutely a win. Absolutely a win. You are slowing down enough to say to yourself, wow, this, this is why I'm overwhelmed. This is why I feel like getting the kids out, of, out for school and ready is overwhelming. You're thinking about where is my password? Did I pay the bills? Is the permission slip signed? I got to get the kids together. That is why you're mad. That is why you're stressed. That is why you're feeling insecure. That is why your day is starting at that place. And we can brush it off as something that, oh, it's, it's, I'll just get it done and then it'll be fine. Or it won't happen again. I can, I can handle it. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not, I'm just, I, I have to get out the door. I have to figure this out. If you keep kicking that can down the road, you are never going to have one place for all of your passwords. You are never going to have a system set up for your bills. You are never going to have a central location for all of the things that need to be signed or a family command center or a desk for yourself and your own personal finances. And it's death by a thousand cuts. It is a rock in your shoe. It is a, oh, I lost the post-it note with the password, so I'm going to have to figure it out later. And I know from personal experience that shame and hopelessness and defeat and grief and self-loathing come from kicking the can down the road. 
And it's normal. It is 100% normal as a parent, as a person, as a professional to have places in our life, in our routine, where we have shame, where we escape emotion or avoid action in this one area, but on the outside, it looks like everything's all together. And you can decide to do whatever you want to do with your life. The way that I lead my life and I'm learning how to organize myself and manage my time is a personal pursuit and it fits for me just like I have found a meal plan and an exercise routine that works for me. So there is no one prescription, but if I can encourage you to do anything in this practice that is a practice, a daily practice of realizing where your emotion is bubbling up from and what is getting in the way of you just putting on your sneakers and running outside or sticking to a budget or sticking to a meal plan or following a to-do list, all of that resistance, it doesn't have to be there. You can take the time to slow down and really see what is the hurdle that's stopping me from getting out in the morning. What is the thing that makes getting to the airport so exhausting? What makes it so overwhelming for me to write that welcome email for my clients or that sales copy or plan out my social media content or clean my house or be present with my kids when I'm with my kids and crush it at work when I'm at work? I don't know all the things, but I do know that forgetting to pay that bill or text that person back or charge that device, or sign that permission slip, all of that stuff does not help. And you don't have to beat yourself up. You just need to slow down and identify, wow, these are tasks that I need to make happen that are not identified. I don't know how long it takes. I don't know the different resources like passwords or tools or the protocol, the standard operating procedure for executing that task. I don't have that figured out and I definitely don't have it scheduled. One of the greatest, most popular personal development books as of late is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one of my favorite quotes from that book is that we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. And a system is simply something, it's something that you do more than once that requires steps. So referring back to my recipe for success last week, my coffee has a system. My go-to feel good about myself running errands has a system. My playlist that makes me happy and lifts my mood and gets me excited to exercise has a system. And the system is simple. It's open up my YouTube app, go to this playlist, and press play. So as you're making your ta-da list and you woke up and you're getting the kids out of the house and you realize, oh my gosh, I got to pay this bill. Got to look for this password. Now you have the unsexy stuff that's going to lead to your weight loss or meeting that person and falling in love or buying the house, or paying off debt, or starting a business, or running a marathon, what we don't realize is that figuring out a password management system is the thing that unlocks us reaching that revenue goal. 
or making that result happen because you're eliminating that from getting in the way. You're getting the rock out of your shoe. So what I'm going to do right now is get my day started. I have a one and a three-year-old and my husband takes either the kids to preschool or to childcare at our local gym. He gets the kids out of the house so that I can record, so that I can do work, so that I can sit for a two and a half hour period in total silence in my house and do the things that require focus. And that took time for us to figure out how we were going to manage the way that we spend time with our kids, how we want them to be cared for, how much time we want to spend with them. And obviously we're coming from a place of both being self-employed and having ultimate time freedom. So I don't want you to compare yourself to our situation. And I also don't want to give off the impression that I think that everybody has the freedom that we do have because I know how rare that is and that's something that we intentionally worked for for over a decade. And something that you can work toward too, especially if you're looking at the work that you want to create in the world or the things that you have on your plate or the void that you have in your life for maybe getting back to work or coming home with your kids Notice the emotion that's coming up as well because that's going to point you toward what your true desires are and then you can start to align the way that you manage your time and the goals that you set and the habits that you fill your time with so that you can start to create a second stream of income or reallocate the way that you are spending so maybe that you can come home and be with your kids versus working to pay for childcare. Obviously, there's a wide range of scenarios. So this is the kind of work that I love to do one-on-one with clients is once you start to learn this skill set and start to put it into practice and then you feel like I really need help figuring out what my next move is or how to take the pieces that I'm learning from your podcast and really implement it in my life that's when we can book a call, work one-on-one together, and just move the needle a little bit, create some clarity in your specific situation, and then you can get back to work. So I'm going to take my early morning voice and do an hour of Tada list making and sh- share with you a practical, real-life, this-just-happened example of all of the different things that I've written down that I've just done kind of aimlessly, not perfectly, and how I've timed them, and then how I take those things and assess, is this something that I need to be doing in the morning? Can I prepare this the night before? Do I have to do this daily? Should I delegate this to somebody else? Can I remove it completely? Do I want to do this every single day? And then assess, do I have enough time to do these things? One final tip before I hit it is... I love using app. I had an Apple Watch for forever and it just was like a pretty bracelet because I didn't know how to use it and it didn't really make sense. And I'm like, is this just a pedometer? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to text on this or take phone calls. It just felt, I didn't, I was unclear of what to do with it until I learned that you can actually just say to Siri, hey Siri, remind me to, and then whatever follows remind me to, whatever you say, Siri will put directly into the Reminders app on your phone. So as I'm going through this process, 
I don't necessarily need a reminder. I could say, hey, Siri, remind me to preparing breakfast took six minutes. And then it will log that. And so I have this personal assistant on my wrist that is taking notes for me. And this is also especially helpful when as I'm clearing out my office or driving in the car or doing chores and wrangling kids and, you know, hope ideally I don't mix work and home life even though it's at home, which is a challenge that I'm up for but I'm not perfect at. But if I do remember something that I forgot to do while I was in my work hours, I can say, hey Siri, remind me to send send Joelle payment or record an episode. And it's funny because my phone is transcribing all of this and adding it to my reminders app, but it's incredibly helpful to have a hands-free way to write down notes and all of it gets filed into your reminders app. And then you can create sublists where you categorize the things that are either urgent or their work or their personal or their goals or their nice to-dos or simply a way for you to take hands-free notes when doing an exercise like time tracking and doing a to-da list. All right, I'm back. It's been one hour and I will just offer the caveat one more time that this has been a really easy hour for me as a parent because it is a quiet house. There's no kids. Rob has the boys out of the house. And even still, I know that some parents feel this way. Once you do have an empty house or you do have an empty runway to start to do work, that can be just as challenging because now there's no resistance but yourself and you have to decide what do I do first. So what I always do is I get dressed and I do my morning like skincare and hygiene. And so I timed myself and getting dressed into workout clothes, washing my face, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, sunscreen, I'm going outside, all of that, deodorant, brushing my teeth, 10 minutes. My, my socks, my shoes are on, my hat is on, I'm ready to, to walk outside. And so I time myself and that's a 10-minute block on my to-da list. So I got outside and I chose to do a 10-minute warm-up walk and then I came inside and I did um, a 30-minute body workout and lifted and so that was a total of 40 minutes. Now, again, as I'm walking through my house, I'm seeing and I will share with you the list, all the distractions, all the things that I typically would stop and tinker with or look at or let overwhelm me. And I don't say this because this is like a simple thing. I felt even in this practice, knowing that I was going to come back to you and say, okay, this is what happened. I felt pulled to start doing those things or feeling overwhelmed by those things or beating myself up that all of that had to get done. And so even from this place, I am consistently practicing loving myself and staying focused and just observing what is around me, what is distracting me, and then nudging myself back to, okay, let's focus at the task at hand and just see how long this takes. Um, So afterward, I took a shower. I don't wash my hair when I shower, so that took five minutes. I have a totally separate um, hair wash day. And so that took five minutes to then get dressed and shower. And then I make a shake for breakfast. And it's like a superfood shake with flaxseed, wheatgrass, acai berry, goji berry, my multivitamin. Um, I do, this is again, like my formula, I do six ice cubes, four ounces of unsweetened vanilla almond milk, 
four ounces of water. I do a scoop of this digestive health, which is like the perfect amount of fiber. And then, oh, I do a tablespoon of PB2, which is like um, a powdered dehydrated peanut butter. That's a little bit less flat fat, but all the flavor. So I know exactly what my breakfast looks like. And that took me four minutes. And that is such a lifesaver. Not always my breakfast, but especially on days when I feel like I am rushing or I am, I have an urgency about me. It's just, it's the easiest way for me to, um, to get some nutrients in and protein and, uh, not over complicate breakfast with dishes. Now I want to share with you all the things that I passed along the way that this list is probably still not exhaustive based on how many thoughts we have just when we're observing the stuff around us and getting distracted and looking at our household or our desk or our car or even just running the thoughts in our brain and that the to-do list that's kind of bumping up up back and forth within the within the confines of our our brains. And this was a list that I saw that I had to intentionally walk past unless I was going to stop and fully do that task and time that task. And they just weren't as urgent as these other things. So I have a a bin full of the boys, um, six to 12 month clothes that I need to go through. I need to donate. I need to mail to my brother. I have walking past this beach bag from our trip to New York that has, you know, beachy towels and toys and things in it that I need to organize. Um, I have a Halloween costume at Little Dalmatian that I have to get to my girlfriend before Halloween, but we'll either want to mail it to her or get it to her as soon as possible. There is a whiteboard precariously leaning against the wall and the floor on my office. And every time I walk past it, I almost knock it over and I've got to figure out, am I going to hang it up and use it or am I going to donate it? I have two bins of stuff just from living and clutter. I just put all the clutter, all the this doesn't go here objects around my house in like a Target bin. And then at least it's contained. And then when I have pockets of time, I can sort it, trash it, donate it. So I have to put those away. I have clean laundry to go into the bedroom. And then I have to reply to my virtual assistant about some tasks that, that need to get executed ASAP and they're time sensitive. And so all of those things... Typically, when I'm not in control of my brain and really being intentional, stop, make make the getting dressed and skincare 10 minutes, the walking and lifting 40 minutes, make my breakfast four minutes, shower, get dressed um, five minutes. That makes that five hours. Or if I don't have five hours, then that stuff just doesn't get done and I keep kicking the can down the road. So the reason that this is such an effective thing for me is because it is a daily practice. But now at least I know if I have an hour to myself or the kids are in bed or I wake up an hour early, that it takes me about 40 minutes to fully do cardio and lift. It takes me about 10 minutes to get dressed completely for the day. It makes me about four minutes to make my breakfast or I can make that shake for lunch, for dinner, for dessert, and I have a four-minute meal that I can grab. It takes me about five minutes to just completely shower and get dressed really quick, not washing my hair. And that in itself gives me a level of awareness where I can start to use these variables and plug them into different blocks of time. What I also have is a list of all the distractions that were going to get in the way of that time tracking. And I'm looking at these things 
small baby clothes, the beach bag, the Halloween costume, the whiteboard, the two bins of stuff, the clean laundry I got to put away, um, the work that I have to get back to my VA, all of that stuff I can now look at and say, okay, what is urgent and important? What is the thing that if I don't get done, everything is going to feel harder or I'm going to let someone else down or there's a time sensitivity to it and then I can start to prioritize. Okay, that's the thing I want to do next. In my head, I... I typically wouldn't just ha- like remember these things. And I think one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves is that, oh, we'll remember it. And then it becomes this ghost of, oh, I, I know there's something I should be doing versus just having a little bit more self-control and putting it out on paper. Now, I did this exercise in my way because I had a block of time and I knew I had things that I needed to do. So this The approach that I took for this one-hour session was just seeing how long certain things take. And I I had an idea of what I wanted to do within this hour. So this this enters more into the realm of time tracking. And it's very evident that this is probably going to be a multiple episode series because there's so many different elements to time management and different tools that we can use to start to develop self-awareness. It really is... A, a lather, rinse, repeat versus something that you do once. And that's actually very empowering from my perspective. And I hope it is for you as well, because it's not about perfect execution. It's about feeling things out and seeing what the cadence of your day, what your needs look like, um, how it feels. And you can switch things up so you're not set in stone. You're just aware of how long things take and what things need to get done. But if you're operating from a place like, let's just say you are a mom of three kids and you're like, a block of time that's quiet for me to take care of myself, I don't know what that looks like. Or you are a professional where you have a two and a half hour commute on the train or in the car and then you have, you know, an eight to 10 to hopefully not 12 hour work day and you're saying to yourself, wow, all of that sounds wonderful, but there are limitations in how I'm able to work in my flexibility. What I'd recommend is simply doing the ta-da list with no time tracking. So you're just going to sit down in your day and you're going to say, okay, I wake up, I get dressed, make note of the distractions just like I did, the, the bin of kids clothes or the bill that you forgot to pay or that clutter, you know, by that, that by the entryway that you want to sort out, but just start to note, like, what are the activities that Jenny does? What are, what are the activities that Johnny does? I do my morning routine. I walk out the door. I lock the door. Some of that stuff is, you know, you'll know what level of detail you need. Um, oh, I forgot my easy pass or I forgot my train pass. So I got to go back up and get that. When you when you narrate those things and you write them out as you do them, at the end of the day, you can look back and say, if I just made that an, a scheduled checklist for myself the night before, I would have saved myself like 20 minutes. Or I'm checking my calendar like 30 times a day and going back to my desk or whatever the example is. And if I just checked my calendar once and then wrote it out on a piece of paper, I'd be incredibly clear. Or maybe I just need to sync my calendar with my phone. Or maybe I need an extra charger at my desk or in the kitchen so that my phone doesn't die. Maybe breakfast got crazy feeding your kids because you 
didn't do grocery shopping. So that's a level of awareness where you're like, okay, I should schedule every Monday and Thursday that I do grocery shopping or that I order Instacart or I prepare things in advance and do overnight oats. I hope that this lays a framework for you where no matter where you fall on the spectrum, whether you are thinking to yourself, this doesn't feel like it's really going to move the needle forward and it's not tangible enough for me in order to get the results I'm looking for to manage my time, I'd encourage you, if you're on that side of the spectrum, to really just try it out and identify all the different time wasters that you have or start to see, let's just say you work in social media, how many times are you checking your inbox or opening the app? Not to do something fruitful, but just because it's this compulsive thing when you really could just schedule, I don't know, 45 minutes, hour, 90 minutes that you're wasting scrolling and getting lost versus a 15-minute pocket where you can get in and get out and reach the objective that you're actually looking to meet. And if you fall on the other side of the spectrum where you're like, whoa, this is so, so detail-oriented and makes my brain hurt thinking about how much chaos I have in my life, like I can't, I couldn't even begin to make a list of all the things that I need to get done. I would just encourage you with so much love and so much reverence and so much empathy because I've been in that place before where when someone, especially like my mom, she'll come over and she'll be like, how can I help? Or Rob, well, Rob is such a supportive person. And he's like, just give me anything and I'll do it. And he is an incredible, incredible implementer. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to begin with because it feels like all of these things are on me. Yes, some of those things are 100% all on you, but a lot of those things are overwhelming because you're not doing this practice and you're not acknowledging the impact of not doing the software update and not and not scheduling time to declutter those spaces or reset your house before you go to bed or you're, it's just it's like it's a death by a thousand cuts. And if all you know is chaos, especially if this is a trauma response or you've grown up not having an example of what it looks like to be efficient or to be structured, you don't even realize what's possible. And I I completely empathize with that because a big reason why I am the way I am today is seeing Rob's example of excellence and order and consistency. And for over a decade, I didn't understand it until I became a parent and I realized I cannot function without the order and without the awareness. And I'm losing time with my kids and I'm losing time working on my dreams and I'm losing time having fun and and downtime by not taking an inventory or making a to-da list of all the things that I do that keep me so busy, if I could just slow down enough to start to identify what is distracting me, what is taking so long, what am I task switching to do, then I can identify that thing, extract it, just like all of the philosophies that I've been sharing in the last few episodes, slow down and look at the root cause and then fix it once and for all. And then the rock in your shoe goes away. So just to recap, let's do this. If you you have a block of time, just like I do, 
that you typically fill with work or you fill with catching up with things. It might be early in the morning before your kids wake up. You may not have any kids and you have a designated amount of time to work on your goals or your fitness or um, maybe it's after work or think about that block of time where you typically want to do something and you feel like you're not managing your time effectively. And do just what I did and what I, what I wrote out. Pick a task that you know you want to do, time it, and then when you start to notice yourself want to be distracted, challenge yourself to have the discipline to simply write down the distraction task and then get back to only solo focus the task at hand. What that will do is give you a clear picture of how long that one thing is going to take you. Then what you also have on the other side is a list of nice to-dos or things that when you do have pockets of time at night or on your lunch break or in the morning or when you have childcare, whatever your circumstance, okay, then I can unpack that beach bag or I can finally deal with that clutter. But you know now specifically what that thing is. And because it distracted you and bothered you and irritated you and wanted encouraged you to deviate from the the task at hand, you know that thing is going to make you feel better once it's done. And if that feels too overwhelming to you, and I've lived in the overwhelm, so there's no judgment there whatsoever. Instead, just make a note and make a list of the things that you are doing. So I'm waking up and then I'm putting the clothes in the hamper and then I'm getting the kids downstairs and then remembering that their clothes are back upstairs and so I have to go up there and then back down and then I have to find their sneakers and their their socks and where's their toothbrush and going through that process when when you document it, when you make a ta-da list, that night you can then say, okay, this is going to happen again tomorrow. So it's resulted in in our personal lives and in our businesses, now having the order where the last thing that we do when we close up the kitchen is we have matching outfits, clean socks, diapers, shorts, shirts, jackets, packed backpacks on a clean counter because the previous day, the previous weeks, the previous months, it was absolute chaos and we identified I don't want to in the morning feel like I'm rushing to do these things. How can I prepare ahead of time and make a plan based on the previous day or week or month to list so that I'm not dealing with these ad hoc, urgent, putting out fire situations, but I can set myself up for peace. I can have a clear understanding of what goes wrong so that I can make it go right. And you don't have to do your whole day or you can decide that you just want to lather, rinse, repeat and document the whole process and optimize your time with one fell swoop. But anytime you feel overwhelmed, just know that that is a choice and that is a natural consequence of too many things happening at once. And we all have different thresholds based on our level of performance, but then also there's so many people who are dealing with um, real mental and emotional disorders and situations that don't allow that executive functioning to be as efficient. So I don't say that to shame anybody, but to say when you feel that overwhelm, it's because you have reached your capacity of focusing on too much 
And when I say it's a choice, what I mean is you can stop, you can slow down, and you can make a smaller list, or you can look at what's there and prioritize the list of three or the list of five or the list of 10, but find your sweet spot for making a to-da list and then deciding what you want to do with that. I know this feels like a lot, and it is a lot. Life is a lot. (laughs) Starting a new career is a lot. Creating and maintaining and nurturing relationships is a lot. Caring for yourself is a lot. Navigating through the world is a lot. And whether we realize it or not, we're carrying it all on our shoulders and in our brains. And that's why this exercise is so helpful is it's taking everything that's bouncing around in there that you are, every plate that you're spinning, you're doing it without a plan. You're doing it on autopilot and you deserve, you deserve to slow down enough to build structure for yourself, for the peace, for the certainty, for the consistency, for the clarity. It is possible. This is the work that starts to make life feel fun and easy and more manageable and you deserve this i hope this helped i'll see you guys next week thank you for spending your time with me today on this episode of the chelsea pearson podcast i can't wait to hear what made an impact or what you want to hear next you can let me know on instagram or in your internet browser at chelseapearson.co drop the m dot coms are overrated anyway And you'll find so many more ways to learn, links to explore, and ways to work together. And if you could take a moment and share this with a friend who needs to hear this message or leave a rating and review, it would mean the world. Check out the show notes for everything mentioned in this episode today and have a great day. You are enough. You are loved. You are just getting started. Life only gets better from here.